Two weeks ago, we started a mini-series on creating delightful customer experiences. We decided to turn this three-part series into a two-part series because your time is important and we want to help you optimize your store in the least amount of time possible. For the finale of this mini-series, we're discussing how to create customer experiences that delight your customers after the sale. Let's dig in. Welcome to Commerce Tea, a podcast to help you succeed on Shopify. I'm Rian. And I'm Kelly. Grab a mug and join us as we talk about all things commerce. Hey, Kelly. How can merchants leverage customer data to drive more revenue and increase retention? How can they create personalized experiences customers love? I recommend Octane AI, the leading buyer profile platform for Shopify and Shopify Plus merchants. How does it work? Octane AI features a shop quiz, Facebook Messenger and SMS, and opt-in tools. Using the shop quiz, merchants can get to know customers with interactive questions. From product recommenders to gift finders, you can learn about a customer's needs, preferences, pain points, and more. This information gets saved into buyer profiles, and you can sync your buyer profile data with your Facebook Messenger, SMS, email, and ad campaigns for personalized customer journeys. What kinds of returns can brands expect? Brands using the shop quiz have increased email signups by 16 times and driven a 28% increase in average order value. Facebook Messenger and SMS see 80 to 95% average open rates and drive up to a 20% increase in revenue. Better yet, Octane AI has plans for any size business and offers a 14-day free trial. Every plan gives you access to the shop quiz, Facebook Messenger, SMS, and opt-in tools. There are also plans available where Octane AI's experts will help you set up and optimize your tools for success. This sounds great. Where can merchants go to learn more? You can learn more, book a demo, or try it free at join.octaneai.com slash commerce tea. Again, that's join.octaneai.com slash commerce tea. Good morning, Rian. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? I am tired. <laughs> the amount of these you start with, I. <laughs> it is like you're like, I feel like something else is going to get said, and you're just like, I am tired. It's almost like I'm just always tired. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like it's a theme of your life. And you know what? It absolutely is. That's, that's fair. That's if any, fair. like, sleep aid company wants to sponsor this podcast i won't be mad or you could just send us free stuff <laughs> or that or, or both. that yes help me sleep <laughs> help me sl- yeah oh my gosh um i i appreciate that how what number of coffee are you on um i had a double this morning and okay well we're recording this at 4 30 in the afternoon um <laughs> i'm still tired it's still very true i yeah i had a double this morning and i had another cup of coffee at 1 30 today and i think that's, that's all bad. i'm gonna be having i bad. have this magical power that allows me to drink coffee and then go to sleep whenever um i'm not sure it's a good thing but that's not a good it's, thing it's I'm Hispanic. Uh, my family did this growing up. I've been drinking coffee since I was like 13. <laughs> this is just who I am. This is how I. This is how I am. I if I drink coffee past like 11 a.m., uh, I'm up until 3 a.m. It's just the rule. It's just my. I body. feel like that's what caffeine's supposed to do to you. 
Yeah. It also, I think it's an age thing. Like, I feel like I was more tolerant. To th- it's like a hangover. Like, when you're younger, you don't really get them as much. And then there's like a an, something in your body that flips, and or at least in my body. I was going to say, um, speaking of magical powers. <laughs> Actually, okay. So the first time I ever met Kelly was at a Shopify event. And she said on stage that her superpower was not getting hangovers. <laughs> this was three years ago. <laughs> it still stands true. I don't know why I don't get hangovers, but it does not matter how much I drink. I wake up the next morning and I'm just like, okay, let's do this. I'm also <laughs> tired, but that has nothing to do with the alcohol. <laughs> I drink a glass of wine and the next day I'm wrecked. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, is this aging? Everyone is like, oh yeah, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. You know, it's gonna it's gonna kick in when you're older. And they've been telling me this since I was 21. Uh, well, let me be the first one when you do have your first hangover. I'm gonna be calling you every five minutes on the phone. <laughs> Just air horns. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll be like, this is awful. What's happening? I'm like, this is called a hangover. Welcome, welcome, to, welcome to your mid 30s. <laughs> you have arrived. Oh, maybe I'll just stay 30. We'll see. (laughs) You know what? I wasn't able to celebrate turning 30 really because I turned 30 during a pandemic and didn't actually do anything. And I wanted to do like the really obnoxious, like I turned 360 months old and I like these things and I don't like these things and I want to be this when I grow up. Um, But I didn't do it. If you have any idea what I'm talking about, like the things that that parents do, like the baby, my baby is five months old they have two teeth we should just take a picture of you once a month like how babies get pictures taken of them yes this is what i accomplished this month (laughs) and it'll just be for me it'll be like um didn't just absolutely have a meltdown like for the month together kept it together uh responded to emails that was just (laughs) Made it to therapy on time every time. <laughs> every time. Just oh, actually, let's just one up this. Make a digital star chart. We'll just make it in Notion, <laughs> and we'll just give each other stars. Let's do it. And then after ten stars, we can have a coffee. <laughs> okay. Give me like twenty different things to do, so I can just always have coffee. I, I know. I know. That's the thing. If this is a competition, Kelly's winning. I. Uh, yeah, so I got accepted into uh, Quantix Executive MBA program. Woo! Very excited. Rian is already in the program, so she's always going. To, I think you're like what? You're going to be six months ahead of me. You started last this month. Uh, yeah, I started three weeks ago, and I don't know if I said it in the last podcast, uh, but I am just not great at accounting. <laughs> I just I feel like it's the weeder class. And I'm just, I, I'm very much like a, I want a hundred percent or like a high nineties. And then this class, I'm like, I'll take an 85. 85 sounds fine. Like I, yeah, 85. Yes. I passed the test. That's me every single day. I think that's totally fine though. And I know this is not at all you're talking, going to be talking about with this podcast, but I think it's an important thing. And this is something that I've been actively working on myself because I've always been such a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And I've become more comfortable with embracing not being perfect, I guess. 
um, it's a, it's a, it's an adjustment. Like I, I've been doing this Harvard Business School online program for like it's kind of like a pre MBA. It covers like accounting, uh, economics, and business analytics at like an introductory level. Um, and I've gotten okay. I've gotten ninety five on all of my quizzes, so it's not like I've done any <laughs> I'm bad. But it was it's not a hundred. The thing is, right, and this actually it, it really relates to entrepreneurship and selling online because it's like we are conditioned, most many of us are conditioned to to strive for that A. And yeah. then you're not going to be perfect when you when you write your first newsletter, when you write your hundredth newsletter, if you are not a professional copywriter. It's not going to be perfect. And you just at some point have to, you know, in, in product, we say sh- shut up and ship or F it, ship it, right? Yep. And I'm trying to really embrace that because I'll just, I just won't write it. Like I, I or I'll write it and it'll never get pushed live because I get so in my head that it is not perfect. And, and isn't it perfection is the something of progress? Or there's like a, a, a quotation around it. Yeah. Have you heard it? I have. My business partner says it all the time. And, and I really the like enemy that of mindset. Progress. Yeah, that's it. Perfection is the enemy of progress. And I have to keep telling myself that. Otherwise, I'll just like sit here and just like write things that are never published anywhere. Yeah. Ever. This is actually also relatable to uh, reviews you get from, from customers. Um, you know, you're aiming for that five-star rating across all of your products, but and I, I sent a uh, a newsletter this past week, and I'll link to it in the show notes about embracing the the negative reviews that you get and turning them into a good opportunity, um, and not hiding those negative re- reviews you're getting. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely link to that in show notes. It's a very important thing, and actually something we do actually we do cover in this episode, um, which we should probably go ahead and get started on. Yeah, I know you can tell Kelly and I haven't talked for a while. I yeah. by a while, I mean since yesterday. So. <laughs> Okay, so Kelly, what are we talking about today? We last time talked about how to create a delightful customer experience for your customers before actually hitting that place order button. Like what will actually entice them to place that order? Now we're looking after the sale, whether it's before delivery or even after the item's been delivered. There are still so many opportunities to continue to create those delightful customer experiences that are going to keep those customers coming back to purchase again. So that's what we're really talking about this time. And I'm going to kick things off with what's probably a very obvious thing, but very, very important one to make, and you can do it incorrectly as well, is starting with sending a personalized thank you email. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not a, you know, you got the order confirmation email, the transactional email, here's all your information. And that's not the email I'm talking about. Um, I'm also not talking about like a standard just like, thank you flow that you might get through Clavio. that's the default, whether they, they have it split, whether it's your, your first purchase or like a subsequent purchase, like, thank you, or wow, thanks again. What I'm talking about here is you can still send this automatic, by the way. It's not like you have to manually write each of your customers every time. But what I love to do, and I did this on my store and actually had so many people reply to this email as well with like just additional fun information, um, send a plain text email. So not a template, not Mm -hmm. any kind of colors or just literally just text on page as if you were drafting that email in like Gmail or whatever you're using. And Thank them for placing an order. Tell them why it's so important that, you know, you're really, you know, if you're trying to build this business and you really appreciate their support. Um, 
if there's anything that they you can do for them, let them know. I included on mine that I would love to know what you do and what brought you to the site to to place this purchase. And I would love to see pictures once you receive the item as well. And I've had so many people follow up being like, hey, here's that picture you asked for. Or wow, I really appreciate you sending this email to me. It means a lot. They didn't even know there was an automated email that's literally sent 24 hours after they placed that order. They don't have to know. (laughs) No, and and there's magic in plain text emails. Yeah. They're just, I mean, that's something, that's that's why we use the, uh, I'm like, what's it called? The help help management? That's not what it's called. The the help uh, desk. The help desk system that we use is because it's all plain text. And there's never a ticket number assigned. And of course, on my end, it threads, so I can see it all. But I like the idea that it, it never feels like, oh, yeah, okay, we, we took your your request, we put it in the queue, we're getting to it. It's like, no, <laughs> I, I, I think it's important that customers feel seen and they feel like they're part of the journey with you. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the incentive? You're just another company. Exactly. Exactly. Why leave a review? Like, uh, you know. So touching on how to do this, um, I originally set up my automated email using Kit. They have an automatic integration with Kit that just will automatically send the email for for you. I highly recommend making sure that if you ever move away from using Kit and you want to send the email like through Klaviyo or something like that, um, make sure you disable the previous email so they don't get two of them. (laughs) Not speaking from experience or anything. Uh, <laughs> it can happen. Um, but yeah, you can also do this through Clavio as well. And then, you know, do like the time optimized send that makes the most sense, like 10 a.m. in their time zone. Especially if you're selling to an international audience, it's a good way to kind of make that a little more personal. Before we move on from email, you know, I touched on it briefly, but your transactional email, the order confirmed email, you can customize that as well. Um, whether you're sending it through Clavio or you're, you're, you're routing it like through if you're on Shopify Plus or if you're literally using the Shopify notification email. First off, there are apps that you can use to customize those, those emails. Maybe orderly emails is one of them. Um, yeah. I will definitely mention that in the show notes before I forget. Kelly newsletter and orderly emails <laughs> and kit. And I'm just actively doing this while we type it. It's, it's really great. Um, so you can have some fun with this. Like some of the ones I've I've uh, I've seen have like a gif of like the team like high fiving and being like, "We just got an order from Kelly." And it's just like you can have all kinds of fun with it. You, again, like this is an opportunity to bring your brand's voice into it and not just do like your order has been confirmed. Here is your order number. Here is where your uh, here's what you purchased and where it's being shipped in the last four digits of the credit card you used to actually purchase it. Yes. I totally agree. And I I love when people take that time to create that delight. I, I've talked about this brand before, Elon Wick Candles, because they do this with their SMS marketing, but they send like little gifts being like, your order's on the way. And it's like a little like Charlie Brown dance. And I, there's something so fun about that. Like bring yes. the fun, bring the magic. Otherwise you just kind of blend in with the crowd. And the crowd is, a little boring and full. The crowd is full. <laughs> we're not we're not used to like full crowds right now, but it is still very crowded in the virtual world. Yes, absolutely. So any opportunity that you can take to differentiate yourself from your competitors that make your customers just say, "Oh, that was a nice email." 
Yeah. You know, it's just that moment of, oh, I like that. And, and sure, they might not action right away, but they're going to remember. And then when you email them back, let's say you, you don't ask for a review right away because, you know, they haven't received the product. When you do ask for the review, they're like, oh, that, they had such a fun, that was such a fun experience. Yeah, I will write them an e. I will take the time out to write a review. Because you've yeah. already you've already captured that, like, je ne sais quoi. Agreed. All right. So this next one, you know what? You should take this next one because I think it's a little more relevant to your line of work. It's really important that you surface uh, order tracking. And, and whether that looks like, uh, you know, if you use Shop Pay, there's the shop integration, which I, I love shop. I think it's phenomenal. Sometimes, though, and many times, Customers want another touch point, and that is a, a the ability to look up where their order is on the front end of your store. That behavior is because of Amazon, and so it's a it's, it's a learned customer behavior. But so many people use Amazon that it's just what people expect. So if you have an order status link on the on your homepage. And whether it's in your footer or in your header, it really depends on how many emails you get. The best way to really gauge this, let me let me back up a bit. The best way to gauge if you should have an order status page on your store is if you are getting more than like one or two emails a day that you have to answer saying, where's my product? You can just have an app that does that. And so you don't have to answer those emails and it'll help save you time and money when it comes to support debt. There's a few apps that do it. I have one. It's called the Order Tracking App. That's not what it's called. <laughs> do you know the name of your own app? It's, it does order tracking, but it's called Order Lookup. And, and there's, there's so, so my app is called Order Lookup, and, that, and that's what it does. But this isn't to push my app. It's, it, this is to talk about why you need this as an option. Like, yeah, would I prefer you use my app? Of course. But also, it just use an app to do this because it is better than having to respond to I have I have one um person who's who's been using our one client merchant who's been using this for years and he told me and he's like I'm just guessing we save about 90 hours a week answering Woo. emails and this is granted this is a plus merchant right this is someone who's doing like really high volume and we can't prove that number. So I, we don't publicize. We're not like, oh, you know, if you use our app, you're going to save X amount of hours. Because I don't like that. Because you can't, if you can't prove it, it's not real. But think of the time that you're spending and how much money you're spending and if any part of that can be automated. And if this was on Clubhouse, the end, I am done speaking. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite ending is still, uh, never mind. I'm not going to get political. <laughs> There's a time and place for everything, and politics is probably not what we want to discuss on here. <laughs> okay, so that's my feelings on order tracking apps and why you should have one in addition to what comes natively with Shopify. Yes. Okay, so this next one is something that I think is fun, um, also important to know, and is still in the same line of order tracking. So... Uh, November, December, we all experience what we are coining as Shipageddon. And it's picking up again. I'm noticing longer delays once again. Um, and this is pretty standard every year around the holidays. There are a lot more packages going through. There are a lot, 
you know, shipping just takes longer in general. Yeah. And your customers want to know where their package is and why the carrier hasn't actually updated anything in a certain amount of time. So there is an app that is called Wonderment that I think is one of the coolest things. And it tracks like it has like a database inside like the, the Shopify admin that you can see how long like when the, when the last status update was for a package. So if it's just been sitting as like pending for five days or, you know, it's been in the same status, like it's been in Detroit for, you know, two days at this point or whatever, you're able to see how long a, a package has been sitting there for a while and you can automatically follow up with your customers, letting you know that, you know, you're aware that the package is currently sitting there and, you know, trying to get it to you as soon as you can, whatever you want to say. Obviously, once it's actually shipped, it's kind of out of your hands. But um, the point is these touch points, keeping up with the the shipping process, letting your customers know, that, hey, you also see that there's a delay here. Don't wait for them to reach out to you. Be proactive about it. So I absolutely love that. Um, also kind of handy, I was I was talking to the founders of the company the other day that they brought the, brought this point where if you have like an, an SLA with a shipping provider that says your 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 items will be delivered within like three business days or something like that, you will have actual data to back up whether or not that's true. And then you can be like, hey, I'm paying X rate and you promise this, but you're not delivering on this. So I, I personally think that's really cool. I'm I'm all for like data backed literally everything. And this is such a great opportunity to have data to back up something that's very obscure. Like shipping is difficult to track as well. Two things. What is an SLA for those of us who might not know that acronym? Good point. Good point. Um, an SLA is a service level agreement. So a service level agreement is basically a commitment between the service provider and you. What are what's being agreed upon? And there's usually some type of um, expectation that's set in there. Like let's say, like I expect ninety nine point nine nine percent uptime for my website. That would yeah. be an example of something you would see in an SLA. Basically, you're agreeing that the service provider is agreeing to actually hit these metrics that that the two of you have set together or that they have uh, produced. And then I also, the other thing I wanted to, to say to your point about shipping and the difficulties surrounding it all, it's if, the, if there wasn't anything that was stripped, I mean, there was a lot of things stripped there last year, um, but uh, the su- supply chain and our infrastructure in terms of delivery and fulfillment, it, we, we are still in difficult waters. Yeah. When it, and that's the reality. And so really setting expectations for your customers right out the gates still is so, so important in keeping people in the loop if there are challenges, if you hit a supply chain issue because you thought you were going to be able to deliver it in a week and instead, oh no, like your, you know, your, your imported stuff got held up and just really being transparent because if you aren't transparent, you will for sure get a negative review. Yeah. That's, a, that's the best way to get a negative review is if you just kind of disappear and then they're like a month later, hey, wh- where's my stuff? And then they're then they're mad. It's much more difficult to help a situation when someone is, is already coming in hot and, and upset. I agree. Um, God, I hate shipping. 
of all the things that was like, I, I shut down my store um, earlier this month because I just literally got tired of dealing with the shipping issues. Not only like long time shipping delays, but also packages getting lost. That mm-hmm. was the worst. It's really, it's, so for all of you shipping physical goods, we commend you. <laughs> yes. We know that it's hard and we appreciate what you do. Let's talk about a fun one. Okay. Because we're over talking about shipping. Um, fun is the unboxing experience. That's my favorite thing. It's a gift to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me tell me about like one of your favorite unboxing experiences or or what, you know. There are certain surprises that you can add. There are some surprises. So actually, so I tweeted about this and I am not making this up. My daughter has a friend who started a wellness company for teens. <laughs> okay, they're 14, 15. And so my daughter got a welcome gift and it, and it was like hand-wrapped. This little gift is hand-wrapped. There's like a little heart sticker on it. Remember the demo here. And then they, so then you take off the wrapping and then there's a full little unboxing experience. And on the inside was everything you needed to, to have to experience a wellness uh, moment. And this was, in this case, this welcome package had a coloring book, but it, it included the coloring pencils and it included some other crafting things. And there was like other, there's like six different things in it. And I was like, this is better thought out than most D2C brands I have seen recently. Because I feel like there's this want to cut corners and be like, oh, screw it. Let's just ship it in a poly mailer. But you know what? When I open a poly mailer, I'm like, oh, you know, there's all they there's like this beautiful branding that happens with so many D to C brands, and so I get really hyped on it, and then it comes to me in a poly mailer, and I'm kind of like womp womp, like that's how it feels. It feels boring. like a womp womp. It's boring. It's yeah. boring. But like uh, a good example of this of, of some one that I loved was Jern, which I I know I've spoken about in previous episodes. That's been my favorite unboxing in the past two months. Uh, you know, you unbox it. There's the, there's a, a handwritten note. You like from the founders, you read the handwritten note, you put it aside. Then there's a layer of tissue paper with a gold sticker. Then you open that. And then inside is your product sitting on dried flowers. <laughs> oh, also the entire box is branded. Every part of this experience has been branded and thought about. And that to me is what makes it. It takes a a good experience into a great experience and it makes me want to keep going back to that co- that company because I love that level of attention to detail and also like I said when you have those unboxing experiences it feels like a gift to yourself even if it's something you have to buy anyways yep it's you still want to feel like it's a gift to yourself and there's big companies who who are on board of this train you know like um drunk elephants unboxing experience is phenomenal and no matter where you're at in your D to C journey, I mean, they they straight up got acquired by Shishido, so that's a huge acquisition. But no matter where you're at, they were doing that pre-acquisition, and they have a cult following. And it's like, well, why? Is it because their product is good? Well, yeah, in my opinion, yeah, because I, I use it on my face. But also, there is some. There's always a little bit of magic when you get it in the mail. What was your favorite unboxing? Um, one of my favorites is Otherland. Uh, it's a candle company. Um, I received these as a gift in. December of 2019, and I'm still talking about it. So talk about memorable. Yes. It's just, it's, it's not like, 
it, like the 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 actual box they came in. It was just beautiful. Um, the candles were. It was like a three a, a gift set of three candles. Um, beautifully packaged. Came with like matches and everything, just in case I did not have a lighter. It's those that little is the things. thing. That yes. is the thing. Like, don't send me something I can light on fire, assuming I have something to light it on fire with, because it's not everyone light. knows how to start a fire. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm like not here with like a flint and a stick. Like, I, I, I got something recently with matches in it as well, and I was like, oh, that's a great addition because I could never find a lighter in my house. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think about that unboxing experience a lot, and it's usually like my go-to example for a good unboxing experience. Now I can name a bunch of brands who have really boring, bland unboxing experiences <laughs> as well, um, which is most of what I order. But I will not do that. <laughs> oh, but alas, I shall not. <laughs> I Yeah, that I'm going to have to order from them. First I'm, of all, because I love candles. Yeah, I'm tempted to order some more because why not? Now that I'm through I, these. Does it, does it bring you joy? It does bring me joy. I have so many candles. <laughs> that's I I do as well. But I'm I'm in. I'm I'm fully in. And this is why the can that's why the matches matter so much to me is because I literally every time I buy uh lighters, I they just disappear. They're like socks. Like where do they go? Or like bobby pins. Where are they? How many bobby pins are just in my house? Who's to say? How many just rogue lighters are around? I don't know. Yep. It's a but mystery. Also, I will say something about the matches being like really nostalgic. You know, they're like yeah. the, 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 I don't know, you know, they're like the little flappy, they like yes. close like a Pac-Man mouth. It may, it reminds you kind of of like the nineties and like, remember you could get them at restaurants for yes. people who smoke. And I don't know. It kind of gives me that vibe and I like it. It's nostalgic, but it's also really now. Anyways, and it's I also like, I still have like the childhood <laughs> fear of like setting my fingers on fire when I use them. Oh, yeah, because you've got to, like, it. Yep. Yeah. But don't worry. To this day, I've never lit my fingers on fire. So. I haven't either, but the fear is there every <laughs> single time I use the match. You're like, this is the time. This is the time. So, okay, so let's say you deliver a – whether you're delivering a great unboxing experience, a terrible unboxing experience, whether your product is amazing or your product is is meh, you're still going to probably have people who aren't stoked on it. Yeah. That's just the reality. And people who are going to want to return. Yep. How how do you handle returns? So it's really, really important to have an easy-to-use return process. And out-of-the-box Shopify it does not have this easy-to-use return process. So just you know, kind of putting that out there right now, it does require some sort of app. To, to implement something like this. Um, two of my favorites are loop returns and returnly. So yeah. they, they're all going to vary based on feature set, based on pricing. Um, some of them will generate the, the, like the um, shipping label and let the customers print it out. Um, you know, it also depends on whether you want to charge for shipping coming back. I mean, there are all different kinds of options here. Um, but yeah, I mean, those two are are two that I definitely recommend doing or using. And and of course, make this shipping returns of the shipping returns policy clear, of course, on the every point on the website because if a customer places an order, maybe it's the wrong size shirt that they ordered or maybe their order arrived damaged, make it easy for them to know or like for them to find out how to actually initiate a return or an exchange. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And if you don't take returns for whatever reason, you know, depending on like it, maybe if you sell intimates or something like that, make sure you make that like really abundantly clear out the gate. Yeah. What's obvious to you is not obvious to yeah. others. You kind of have to like smack people in the face with it, honestly, and put it. And, and you know, if you have non-refundable or non-returnable items, have it in your PDP, your product description page, have it in your cart, and then in your receipt, have it again. So there's not like a, you never told me. You're like, actually, I did in three different places and also on the FAQ page and also on the returns page. You know, you really have to make that bulletproof, in my opinion. Otherwise, they're right and you're wrong. Yep. Like, that's straight up. So let's say no matter what, they've returned the item or they hate the item and they've kept it. And then what happens if you get a negative review? Okay. So um, once again, I will be linking to uh, my newsletter in the show notes. Um, I guess I can link to this particular email as well. I never really considered doing that, but probably should. Um, So, okay. Here's the thing about negative reviews. One of the things that I go on and on and on about is how important it is to be both authentic and transparent. Mm. You are always going to have customers who are not happy. It is just customers and it's running a business. This is it how is. It, it's, it is. It is exactly it. Is, it is. Um, so it, how you handle this is what's most important. So first off, if it is a legitimate complaint, Maybe, you know, their package arrived damaged. Maybe it took longer to ship than they expected, than you listed on their site. Maybe it wasn't as advertised. Maybe they, you know, <laughs> it, it turns out that the food you had contains some kind of allergen that you didn't list. I mean, that'd be a very, it, yeah, anything. So don't is, do that. Don't do that, please. <laughs> um, but it is possible. That is absolutely yeah. possible review. And they leave this negative review. Use this as an opportunity to show you care. Reply to that review, but also reply to the person individually, like privately, you know, saying you you want to make this right. Maybe send them, like you can mention it, we sent you an email um, to follow up on, on, you know, your complaint, whatever, however you want to phrase it, it doesn't matter, uh, on your concern. Um, don't get defensive. If, I mean, yeah, do not get defensive. It's so easy to just jump oh. and get defensive over, like, well, it's not my fault shipping's taking forever. Like, it, have you read the news? Okay. It's <sighs> so hard. You have to gut check yourself there. Yeah. Because I, I have to respond to negative reviews on my apps. And said that it's like, you have to take that moment where it's like, okay, it's not personal. This isn't about me. That it's not, so you can't, you can't put up those like hackles that like have when you feel attacked. It's, it's not about you. And exactly. I feel like that's a very human response is you're like, what? No, you're wrong. Blah. But I mean, even if the customer is wrong, it doesn't matter. It doesn't and matter. And like what, what you were just saying, Kelly, it's like how you respond to it, it, it says everything. Yeah, exactly. So don't get defensive. Answer in, you know, be polite. If you need a moment to process it before you respond, vent elsewhere. Do not use the yes. reply option as where you actually respond to it. 100%. Um, and make and publish these reviews. I'm like, publish your negative reviews. I know it's going to take away the five-star rating for a certain product. So Here's what? the thing. If I visit a website and it has, let's say, 90 reviews and every single one of them is five stars, 
I'm not impressed. I'm suspicious. Uh, right. I'm like, right. what What are they? There's no way literally every single person is happy with this. And people only ever remember to leave a review when they're unhappy. Yes, that is that is very that is very true. And and, and two things I want to bring up is when you're responding to to a negative review, don't and I'm sure we've seen this. You know on Yelp and you see like kind of the like someone leaves a negative review and the merchant like kind of claps back. Like that is not a good don't look. That. that makes me it makes me feel like cringe inside. I'm like, "Oh god, don't do that. Don't fall into that trap. I know why you're doing it, but don't do it." But also Look, some of the best restaurants in the world, like, you know, the top 50 restaurants in the world, if you look them up on Yelp, they don't have a five-star review. Yeah. Like, they have one stars. That's okay. What is a cup of tea for most people? Maybe not your cup of tea. That's fine. It's life. It's life. It's like one of the things that you have to learn, especially as you're an entrepreneur, you have to have that thick skin. People are not, there are always going to be people who don't like you. It's just- yes. This is this is reality. This is life. And you're always going to have customers who are disappointed. You cannot avoid that. It's how you handle it. Now, I want to add one caveat to publishing the negative reviews. If it is a review that is completely unrelated, um, mm-hmm. let's say somebody left a negative review on your store when they didn't actually buy from you. Yeah. People have done that before. Um, yes. This is this is a thing that's in the in the app world. People will leave negative reviews on competitors' apps to bring down. Like it, it is a thing, and it's stupid. Uh, your your uh, competitors uh, can be doing the same thing to you. I'm just I'm saying like if it is a if it is not a legitimate review, yeah. if there's no purchase associated with the review, yeah, don't publish it. No. But if it if it's a if it's you know it could very much be like an actual person who's unhappy, publish reply to it. If it is completely irrelevant, if it is not the correct product, if it is wrong store, if it is just like gibberish, which I've gotten some of those before as well, like literally mm-hmm. like a one star review and just like button mashing the keyboard. It's like what? Yeah, I don't I don't publish those. So keep it. I mean, keep it clean. In the sense that you're publishing like actual reviews, but publish your positive reviews, publish your negative reviews. And I think I've beaten this horse enough. But I, I love that's the hill you're willing to die on. This is a hill I am willing to die on. This is probably my newest hill. That you know, is I, your I, newest hill. I don't think I've actually vented about reviews before. And I think this is a this is a good one. I'm gonna add this to my list of hills. Okay, perfect. Perfect. I think that soundboard that we've been talking about getting, one of the buttons should just be like, this is the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's okay. going to happen. So, moving past reviews. Let's talk about creating some magic. Yes, I love me some unexpected magic from a brand. Some of the most obvious ones are when you're getting a customer's birth date at registration. Keep in mind, you only need the month and day, you do not need their year. Yes. All you want to know is that it's it is their birthday, so you can send them a cute happy birthday email. I will say a lot of customers, I get a lot of emails on my birthday. I unsubscribe from a lot of newsletters as well, so I don't get them. But people are looking for the the um I look for the cute ones basically. Like people want free stuff on their birthday. It's just it's 
natural. It's how it works. Um, oh, yeah. So send them send them a, a cute happy birthday email. Like customize it, especially based on their past purchase history. If they've purchased from you before, especially if they're a VIP customer, give them a little something extra that you would uh, compare to what you would give somebody else. I couldn't agree more. I just so I just bought my daughter's birthday is this week, and I bought a gluten free birthday cake for her from Milk Bar. And when you're, you know, you check out, there's a great upsell for candles, which I'm like genius because I was going to forget those, which goes to the can, which goes to the matches point from earlier, right? And so I went through the checkout flow. And at the very end, after you've checked out, there's, there's uh, two things. One, the, the top, like the top banner is just cookies baking, which is, <laughs> I'm like, first of all, how dare you? Second of all, this is delightful. The second thing underneath, and it has, you know, your shipping confirmation and stuff. It's like, let us treat you, or it has some kind of framing around that. And and it's a place to gather your birthday. And I'm like, this is genius. I loved it there. I thought it was the perfect place for it, for Milk Bar. And I filled it out. You got this from where? Milk Bar. Like where where was it? Like where do you get this message? Where did it show up? Oh, when you check out. I think you got. I think you might need to buy something, but I don't know. I, oh, I didn't. I like, must have I missed didn't. it. I just ordered a, a milk bar cake, a birthday cake for my best friend. <laughs> Her birthday is next month. I went ahead and did it now before I forget. That's a great idea. Um, I love. I love. Uh, it's just a great experience all around. But you know, you talk about uh, motherly a lot as having a similar, yeah, feature. Mine yeah. is the cookies. I mean, cookies are always okay. Um, I think this is a good example, by the way, of the, of the order confirmation email when you're buying a gift for somebody else. It says, hi, Kelly, we received your order. Yay. We'll drop you a note once your order for Megan going to Atlanta has been boxed up and is ready to ship. Like they included who I was giving it to and where it was going directly in that little message there. See, that's perfect. I think it's super cute. Also, they include a link to the FAQs right in the email in the next paragraph. Things that make me happy. That's great. What? That's a great example. That is a phenomenal example. So, other magical moments. One of my favorites is uh, if you're if you have a subscription business. Hey, you've officially been a subscriber for a year, and we really appreciate you. We're recognizing this. Yes. You know who does this? Book of the month. Oh. Uh, granted, they're not on Shopify, but that's fine because this, this is a great idea for anybody. If, once you've been subscribed for X amount of time, they send you a gift. And then on your birthday, they give you like a, a, to, a token, if you will, to, for an extra book. I might have those two things backwards in my mind. I've been a subscriber for a really long time. <laughs> like every year I get a thing. And then on my birthday, I get another thing. And I'm like, this is cool. Huh. I haven't canceled. It's the longest subscription I've ever had. Wow. Okay. So whatever that means. I am a, I don't, I, I don't think I've had a subscription for that long for anything. I think the longest subscription I ever had running was, uh, Grace, the, um, the snack, the snack box that arrives like once every other week. Um, oh. and that was back when I was in college, which was really great. Um, but I don't think they ever sent me anything or a note saying like, Hey, you've been with us for a year. It's it's that. so special. Olipop yeah. does it too with their subscriptions. They'll they'll send like a little thing every so often. I think it's great. It sets you apart from the crowd. Yeah. And, and you want user generated content? Guess what people are going to post? They're going to post like, that. 
unprompted, they're going to be like, oh my God, I got this gift. This is so cool. I, I think it's just something that, especially if you have a subscription business, you could just really take uh, a good experience and turn it into an absolutely magical one. Yeah. Yeah. My default are usually are usually birthday and first purchase anniversary. And this goes not even only for subscriptions, but like literally, you know, this you purchased from us a year ago and we're checking in with you to see how you're doing. And if you want to buy something else. I like, yeah. Hey, would you like to buy something? So like I would like this is a, a free example for anyone who's selling plants. Okay. I am a new plant mom. And okay, I've I've had my plants for a little while now. Um, but let's say like six months in, you send me an email being like, Hey, it's been six months since you purchased. How are your plants doing? Are yeah. they still alive? Are they happy? Are you happy? Can we help you in any way? So I think I think those kinds of things, like those experiences really, really add up. They really do. They they make all the difference in the world. And you know, if you're if you're on the receiving end of it, shout it out. Whether you're whether you're a customer in this situation or a merchant in this situation, I, I'm always about like not only be excellent to one another, but also if if you have a great experience, remember to leave a review. This goes back to reviews. Remember to leave a review because remember that you want that to come back to you as well. Yeah. I cannot stress that one enough. People do not leave enough positive reviews. We only, again, we only ever think of leaving a re- review when we're unhappy for some reason. So yeah, please leave positive reviews. They make people Absolutely. really happy. Hence, leave a review for our podcast. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, so Kelly, let's do our store shoutouts of the week, yeah? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Um, so my shout out this week is Copper Cow Coffee. Um, they make Vietnamese pour over coffee, and it is delicious. Um, I am really excited to actually they they actually recently signed a contract with us for the tap room. Um, so we're going to be overhauling their subscription experience and it's going to be so much fun. I love working with brands that I actually like. So that's a weird thing to say that I have experience with and I like. <laughs> that's excellent news. That is super, super great. Uh, so my store of the week was actually is Milk Bar because, because of exactly all the stuff that I just said earlier. Like it was just such a great experience. I was like, this is great. I love it. I'm here for it. I also love the food, um, which is a great addition. But check it out if you are, no matter what process or stage you are in in business, I think that they, their website is a, a phenomenal example of what to do, especially with perishable consumer goods. Oh, yes, for sure. And their their upsell experience is really great, too. Oh. Um, There's so many really great things about it. So yeah, highly, highly recommend. Yes. All right. I think that wraps up our, our super mini series on... <laughs> creating delightful customer experiences. I don't think there's much more to add right now. I don't think so. If we think of something, though, we will tell you. We will have a uh, an encore episode or something like that. You know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> an encore. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And thanks again to our sponsors for supporting this episode. We have a YouTube channel. I'm going to keep on talking about the YouTube channel that we will eventually be posting more videos to. Uh, you can find it at youtube.com slash commerce tea. It is hard running multiple businesses. It's just a lot of work to find time it, to do all of these things. It truly is. It truly is. I swear, I, I enjoy doing these videos, but like, again, I have to wash my hair to actually, I don't really have to, but 
you know, it's a nice thing to do. Anyway, <laughs> uh, once again, if you like our podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews make us really happy and we love to read them. Uh, you can subscribe to Commerce Tea on your favorite podcasting service. We post new episodes every Tuesday. So grab your mug and join us then. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Clocked In is a time clock for Shopify. With Clocked In, your team members can easily clock in and out of their shifts from anywhere. You can manage your team's hours as they work remotely with an intuitive interface that can be used from desktop, tablet, or mobile. Check it out at clockedin.io or in the Shopify app store.